0: I'm Chels. <laughs> hey. Well, this is the second time we <laughs> recorded this, so I'm keeping it. I'm Deidre.
1: I'm Chelsea.
0: And we're giving you... A Million
1: Murders.
0: Okay, now now that we've done it correctly, or I've done it correctly. Well,
1: I mean, I messed up the first time, then you messed up, and then I messed up, <laughs> I think, I don't know. I can't remember. We both had our fair share.
0: Yep. So, uh, I don't remember if I've said this yet or not, because we've recorded <laughs> the start a couple of times, but this case that I'm doing today, Betsy Ardsma, um, I recorded... It when we had our old mics and had my microphone off for 30 minutes of the episode. So...
1: She gets all mad. I I was like, I can't believe I did this.
0: And then I thought, oh, I'll just amplify it. But I can't because we sit so close. It picks up me and Chelsea. Uh So then I'd have to amplify everything then go back through and like tone down where Chelsea's talking because her mic's on so you can hear her. And... It's just a mess. So,
1: when it gets well, about... Now we Gucci.
0: Yeah. So, when it gets about 30 minutes in or so, you know, you're going to hear a t- change of everything and then you're going to hear me talk about how Ch- I've been recording Ch- with it. Yes. So, this is the murder of Betsy Ardsma. Elizabeth Betsy Ardsma was born in Holland, Michigan to Esther and Richard Ardsma. She was the second of four children. Uh, the Ardsmas were a middle class conservative family. Her father was a sales tax auditor for the state treasury in Michigan, and her mother was a housewife. As a kid, she loved art and poetry. I
1: almost said pottery. I was like, <laughs> poetry?
0: <laughs> she I loved pottery to do
1: pottery. That'd be cool. Mm, it I like getting my hands dirty.
0: Mm-hmm. We did it in that, in that class. What in class? middle school, did you not have <gasps> art? Yes, Mr. McKay. Yeah, we have mm-hmm. the we have the little. I made yeah. like a dish. <laughs> it was awful looking. It was terrible. I, mine
1: was pretty. Mom was pretty good. It mine was like was orange. I still of- have it. It's at my dad's, and he's got I his. Feel like my mom. Has. He's got. He keeps his pins and stuff in it in his office.
0: Oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. Mine was like not really functional. <laughs> it's just like a club glob in a, a circle glob. Okay, so loved art and poetry. And when she became older, she developed some liberal ideas and showed concern for the underprivileged. Um, so she kind of like, you know, went the opposite way of her family and was, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. more about the underprivileged people and stuff like that. So she graduated high school with honors in 1965 and wanted to become a physician. In the fall of 65, she enrolled at Hope College. It's a private...
1: Private. I'm going to bumble
0: (laughs) through this. Sorry. Okay. It's a private Christian liberal arts college in Holland, Michigan. But in 67, she enrolled at the University of Michigan to study art and English. There, she started dating a medical student named David Wright, who was her first serious boyfriend. She started, uh, yeah, started Michigan, University of Michigan, graduated from there with honors in the summer of
1: 1969. So now she's at Penn State. Is there a song called Summer of 69?
0: Mm-hmm. It's Summer of, of
1: 69. I knew. I knew it. Oh, yeah. You know how I am with names. Yeah. <laughs> and songs sometimes. So like, I'm probably hey.
0: wrong. Summer of- Okay. Yes. Yeah, summer of 69. She's at... Now she's at Penn State. She initially wanted to be in the Peace Corps and travel to Africa, but decided she would enroll at Penn State University. Um, she decided not to go, or she decided to go to Penn State because her boyfriend was going to Penn State Hershey. Mm. And he couldn't guarantee he would remain loyal to her if she traveled abroad for any long amount of time.
1: Then why are you with him, boo?
0: Yeah. Like, she's like, well, okay. Like, he was going to, like, break it off if she went to Africa. And he's like, no, sis. I'm going to have to do my thing. Well, I mean, so she was like, okay, I'll just go to Penn State. But Penn State and Penn State Hershey are 100 miles away from each other. So I'm like, how's that
1: better? I don't know. Penn State's a pretty popular college.
0: Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of scandal there, too. Mm-hmm. And this was, Scandalous. you know, it's known for... <laughs> That guy on the football team and how he was, like,
1: oh. molesting
0: young boys and stuff. Like, he'd, like, find somebody underprivileged and, like, help them. Ooh, that could be a case. With the... Yeah, it's like a...
1: Yeah, there you go. Like, a
0: whole scandal. Like, nobody dies or anything, but it's just a well, no, nah, we of, can
1: do scandal stories. We can be scandalous. Yeah.
0: I would say this is... It's really bad, though. Like, he was just, like, molesting these teens. Like, it's crazy. But, anyway... So he got in a bunch of trouble for it. So this is before all of that, like 40 years before whatever, 30 something. So anyway, she enrolls at Penn State in early October, 1969. She's living on campus in Atherton Hall with a roommate named Sharon Brandt. And by Thanksgiving, they say, Betsy was experiencing symptoms of stress due to the fact that she had fallen behind on an English assignment. She spent days before Thanksgiving with her boyfriend, David. I need to stop acting with her boyfriend, David. I'm like, I, I can't bash him. <laughs> I can't bash him. But anyway, so her boyfriend, David.
1: I mean, there's podcasts that call people like names. So I don't yeah, think he doesn't Yeah, I mean, I'll call him changing. out because,
0: you know, that's a little messy of him to just be like, I'm not gonna, you know, I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. I'm like, if you love her, like you say you do, let her go to Africa. So she spent the day... Before Thanksgiving with her boyfriend, David, his roommates, and their girlfriends before going back to the dorm the next day. Mm-hmm. She was going to meet her professors for advice on the research paper she needed to finish for an assignment. Her boyfriend drove her to a bus stop in Harrisburg on the 27th. On the 28th, Betsy left her dorm room with her roommate, Sharon, to visit Penn State's uh, Patty Library. I listened to a podcast because a podcast finally did this story. And I was like, mm. so I listened to it and I was calling it the Patty library, but they were calling it like the patty. So that's how I'm going to pronounce pat-ty. it. The patty. So I'll probably say Patty later, but I know now it's patty. How do you spell it? P A T T E.
1: Mm. Yeah. Mm. So <laughs> whatever. They really put an emphasis on them. E's, ain't they? Yeah. Patty. <laughs> patty. It's the north. Patty cake, patty cake. <laughs> B- baker's man. <mine>. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, Betsy and Sharon split up on the way to the library, but they planned to get back together that night to watch a movie. So around four p.m., she spoke with one of her professors, Nicholas Tchaikovsky, who said she talked about getting, going to get some information at the stack building, which is, you know, part of the library. So then she ran into two friends, Linda Marsa and Robert Steinberg, before she went into the library. So once she gets in there, she puts her purse, jacket, and a book inside a corral, which is like those desks with the backs and sides Mm -hmm. for studying. That was a sign to her. I
1: never could fit in. (laughs) True story. (laughs) Me in middle school, like, next class, I gotta wait till everybody leaves so I can get my big belly up no 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 no! you're talking about the desks
0: where you where the desk is in front of you mm-hmm. and you have to slot in no these are the <laughs> God! Mm-mm. oh my god Chelsea I can't I can't I can't oh god <laughs> I just had to wait I'm done I can't stand you okay so <laughs> I'm talking about this these are the like the sides and the back that are in front of you. Like you go and you pull up a chair and there's a desk and then there's like three walls in front of you. So you can't see anybody. See, I don't
1: know what I was. I don't think I was really listening. You're just like, yep. You used to get stuck in those. Mm -hmm, I'm like, Oh
0: my God. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm sitting there picturing the actual thing. And I'm like, how did you get stuck? Like how little were they? Like they don't sound like,
1: (laughs) oh my god flashback seventh grade my dad's class <laughs> trauma those trauma. chairs whew.
0: now anyway. those chairs were some of them were little and it was like shoo all right like i guess like yeah in you here. saying that
1: imagine me saying that <laughs> imagine my struggles <laughs> anyway
0: Ooh, they were not thinking they were not thinking about it jesus
1: they weren't thinking about the obese children in the world like <laughs> <they. laughs> We know obesity is a problem in children. And you still America- got small chairs like that? <laughs> we it's know great. that obesity
0: is a main problem in children <sighs> in America. And y'all still don't get these little teeny tiny desks.
1: Like, all right. They're probably thinking, do better. <laughs> <laughs> Stop eating all them chips. Well, if <laughs> they had them... The 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 two chocolate chip cookies with the cream in the middle yeah, and like y'all, y'all feeding, us this. <laughs> y'all feeding
0: didn't, us this and then you're not gonna get this.
1: You had salad bars in elementary school, but you didn't have have them in middle school, did you? You sure did. Because I don't remember having a salad bar I don't recall bar. having a salad bar. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't remember having a salad bar since sixth grade. Oh, Gone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she went to her Corral and uh then went to the card catalog because the Dewey Decimal system, and it's 1969, so she has to use that to find her books. <laughs> yes. So, after finding out where she needed to go for the book, she walked downstairs into the Level 2 core stacks around 4.30 p.m. The last possible sightings of Betsy in the Level 2 core stacks happened a few minutes after 4.30, when an assistant supervisor named Dean Brungert Noticed a girl in a red dress standing alone in the Nile. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so Chelsea got huh. to laughing again about the I'm Chelsea that I did because... Oh, I do that. For some reason, I just decided I wanted to be Chelsea and I just said it. Lord, so... And you had to get the... Oh, yeah, yeah, I have. <laughs> I was going to say, Chelsea was sitting on the stove letting me know the tea was ready. So I had to <laughs> get it. Sound like a tea <laughs> kettle going on.
1: Oh, man. I can't. The whistle.
0: Oh, so, yeah, she was last seen in the level two core stacks a few minutes before 430 or a few minutes after 430. Excuse me. Okay. An assistant supervisor named Dean Brungert noticed a girl in a red dress standing alone in an aisle. And there were two young men talking quietly to themselves in a nearby aisle closer to the west end of the corps. So he sees, you know, the girl, sees mm-hmm. those two guys, whatever. About 10 minutes later, another witness, Richard Allen, overheard a conversation between a man and a woman in the general direction of where Betsy stood while he was operating the copier. Richard couldn't hear what the two talked about but said nothing sounded out of the ordinary. Moments later, Richard heard a metallic crashing sound before a young man who looked like a student ran barreling past him. Around 4:45 and between like 4:45 and 4:55, Betsy was stabbed once through the left breast with a knife Ugh. while standing between rows 50 and 51 in the stack building of the library. The stab wound severed her pulmonary artery, which carries deoxygenated blood from the right side of the heart to the lungs, and pierced the right ventricle of her heart, which is one of the large chambers at the bottom of the heart, and it pumps the blood into the pulmonary circulation to the lungs. So they all, like, work in tandem. But, like, he stabbed... It, like, went through both of those. Like, so he severed the artery and then hit that ventricle, too. So...
1: It's just if you hear like a uh, uh, my camera's over there going psycho, I, I I don't know if you've heard it, but I'm like distraction, distracted me anyway.
0: <laughs> it is going crazy. Okay, so after the stabbing, Betsy slumped to the ground close to the end of the aisle, pulling several books off the shelves in front of her as she fell onto her back.
1: Hmm.
0: It's just awful. I mean, she's just laying there. Just, like, who just kills somebody in a library? Like, that's what kills And stabs me.
1: them in their boob, first yeah. of all.
0: Like, I just feel like that was the close, like, and we'll talk about it, how close these were. You know, these two, it wasn't, like, a big, there wasn't a lot of room between the two, like, bookshelves. Uh-huh. So, I mean, oh, it was probably, right. like, he just was... Probably, probably didn't chest. aim for her. Babe. Yeah. Yeah. But just like.
1: But if he did. Disrespectful.
0: Yeah. It's horrible. So. Two students. Zhao Uefenda and Marilee Erdley, saw a man running from the direction of the commotion. Concealing his right hand. Exclaiming that girl needs help. Mary Lee described the man being dressed in khakis, a tie, and sports jacket. He had a well-kept brown. He had a well-kept brown hair. He had well-kept brown hair and was six feet and about 185 pounds and may have worn glasses. The man led the two into the core where he pointed toward Betsy lying between the books and metal shelves, Mm -hmm. which had been knocked loose because she fell. Um, As Mary Lee checked for a pulse, Zhao watched the man leave the library. He sneakily followed the man upstairs where he ran out of the library. Zhao attempted to chase him but couldn't catch him. The man was last seen running towards the recreation hall. Mm -hmm. Uh, The police asked for the man who showed the two Betsy's body to come forward, but they never did and has never been identified.
1: Ratchet.
0: Yes, they just don't know who did it. Or, well, they don't. I mean, they don't know who did it. Right. But they don't know who that was either. So it's just suspicious. So back in the library, Mary Lee was joined by others, including a librarian, as she attempted to give mouth to mouth as Jow followed the man from the library.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So someone called the campus hospital at 501. The responders were originally told a girl had fainted in the library. So no one knew she was stabbed because it was just one single stab mark and it was in and out or stab wound, whatever. And uh, so she wasn't bleeding And, like, you'll learn later why you couldn't see all the blood. But, Mm -hmm. like, so people just thought she fainted. And they were like, that girl needs help. So everybody thought she's just, like, passed out. Um, Two student paramedics were dispatched to the scene, arriving minutes later. Betsy was placed on a gurney and taken to the health center as the paramedic continued CPR. Betsy was wearing a white turtleneck sweater at the time she was stabbed. But the wound produced only a small amount of visible blood. Betsy was wearing a red sleeveless dress over the sweater at the time of the murder. And the clothing was thick because it's November in the north. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be really cold. So the single knife tear in her clothes wasn't obvious. And this is really sad. But she had also urinated where she fell. So, you know, you see a girl laying there, passed out. She's urinated. It looks like a seizure yeah, or she just fainted, you know, so they don't think she's been stabbed like in the library. Cause who would think that shortly after Betsy was transported to the health center, someone noticed blood seeping through her clothing as the two student paramedics continued to perform CPR and immediately ordered them to stop. So they're like, hold up, hold up. Like she's bleeding. Her blood soaked blouse and bra were cut from her body to reveal a single stab wound. Betsy was pronounced dead by a physician at 5.19 p.m.
1: So. Hmm. I mean, it's just awful. That is awful. Because you think, what if she wasn't wearing that red outfit? She was wearing something that the blood would have shown. Like, the visible blood. If she would have been saved. Because they were doing CPR, so they were pushing on her chest. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Like, in her. Yeah. And it just, like,
1: wasn't. Which, it's not their fault. Like. Yeah, no, like they had no clue. There wasn't a bunch. Which I of bet blood now everywhere. they look, make sure ain't bleeding anywhere. Yeah, that would traumatize me.
0: Oh yeah, and these are student paramedics. These yeah, aren't like not the real, like they're trained paramedics, but they're still kids, like oh, yeah. in their early twenties. Like that has to be very traumatizing to find out, like you were trying to help and. They just weren't going to be able to save her, though. Like, there just wasn't enough time. But, yeah, so Betsy's autopsy was conducted by Dr. Thomas Magnani at Belfonte Hospital at 11 p.m. that night and ended around 4 a.m. the next morning. Magnani conducted Betsy had been killed by a single stab wound that penetrated her breastbone, piercing her heart and severing her pulmonary artery, causing extensive hemorrhaging into her chest cavity. She died within five minutes of being stabbed and would have been unable to scream for help because she basically drowned in her own blood. Mm -mm -mm. So that's why there wasn't a lot of visible blood because it was just all Mm -mm. going into her chest Mm -mm. cavity. It wasn't coming out of her body. So um, she had not been subjected to any form of sexual assault. Um... But there were signs of patechial, because I was like, oh, Lord, I forgot how many medical words I put in here. Patechial hemorrhaging, which is small one to two red or purple spots on the skin where the blood vessels have broken and blood leaks into your skin. So kind of like a blood blister, but like mm-hmm. on a different level. Yeah. Uh, so these were found on her chest, petechial, like. So, um... It was that and minor signs of bruising and abrasions were noted on one ear that were likely caused by her falling to the ground. So Magnani believed the murderer had intentionally aimed for her heart when he stabbed her. He also believed the murderer was facing her and that they were right-handed from the way that she was stabbed and everything. So, the. state troopers that investigated betsy's murder um there were 35 of them and they were given access to the book BOUC, b-o-u-c-k-e book BOUC, the <laughs> book i don't know <laughs> yeah i'm like it looks like book i don't know um as a temporary command center as they conducted the investigation interviewing hundreds of students in the weeks following her death the entire campus was unsuccessfully searched in an effort to locate the murder weapon and a $25,000 reward was offered for information leading to the arrest of Betsy's killer. So, then, there's a knife that was found. It was found underneath some bushes outside the recreational hall in 1970.
1: A bushel and a
0: pick. Yeah, a bushel and a knife. Just... Under there just hidden under the bush crazy the size and shape was a precise match for the blade that Betsy was stabbed with But any evidence that had been there was eroded by the time they found it
1: Mm-mm-mm.
0: So couldn't do anything with that. I'm
1: a that shame
0: Yeah, like this person literally threw it under a bush and for a whole year almost like people just walked by and didn't never saw it and Then by th- by then it was too late so That sucks and investigators would discover up to 400 individuals would normally enter or exit the library between 4.30 and 5 o'clock on a Friday. But on the 28th, only like 90 people had entered the library Mm because it's right after Thanksgiving. So like it's cut down by like over a fourth. So none of the interviews were considered good suspects like out of all the people interviewed nobody was looking good for the crime Mm -hmm. so two composite sketches of the individual jow and mary lee saw running from the scene of the crime um were made one with the help of jow and a library desk assistant and the other one was mary lee but only mary lee's identikit image was released to the media so, before the police had even been notified, the crime scene was compromised as library staff thought she had fainted or fallen. So, the janitors were ordered to clean the urine up, fix the shelving, and restack the fallen books. So, any physical evidence there could have been left by the murderer was gone. It was already gone. Yeah. So, they're just like, Go clean this up. It's like, no, she's been murdered in the library. But, I mean, you can't. Blame them. Like, this is 1969 in a library at a college. Like, nobody's thinking... Don't touch it. Yeah, like, this could be a crime scene. Like, what? Like, nobody's thinking that. But it was, and so now all the evidence is gone. Um, The first trooper to visit the scene, Mike Simmers, ordered the area secured. A series of small, fresh blood droplets matching Betsy's blood type were found in the staircase leading into the Level 3 core stacks. So the murderer took that route to leave the library. Now, I don't know if that's the way that Jowl was running and followed him up out of the library. It mm-hmm. never said. So I don't know if the guy he was looking at and following went, exited from level three core stacks yeah. or what, but sounds like it could be. So police believe that Betsy knew her killer. She was approached from the front by her attacker in a row that was too narrow for two people to pass one another unless they turned sideways,
1: Mm -hmm. and she made no
0: attempt to run, scream, or flee, you know.
1: She had to have known him.
0: Yeah, like, she wasn't afraid of, which, I mean, I don't know, I would just be creeped out if someone was walking down the same stacks I'm in. Like, I would just be like, oh, let me get out of his way, because... That just makes me feel awkward. Oh, I mean, he just came right toward her and she had nowhere to go, but like back. Yeah. And she didn't feel threatened by him. And then he just came up and stabbed her and left. Crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm getting bumped out. I'm like, oh my God, this is horrible. Okay. So back to the story. They also researched and questioned if she was stalked, but ruled that out since she wasn't planning to be on campus that day. So, you know, there was like no way for anybody to know she was coming back. Um, Later, a security officer would tell an author that he saw Betsy alone in the library one night as he performed rounds. He asked her if she wanted to be escorted back to her dorm, and she said, no, the guy who lives upstairs isn't around, so I'll be fine
1: but oh kind of sounding like
0: yeah like there's some creepy, creepy guy upstairs and but nobody knows who that guy
1: was <clears throat> the wind sometimes oh i was like what was that um so harlem's Carlin's gotten used to it. you can do yeah oh that's true he hasn't moved so it's nothing
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh so the plan was to be with her boyfriend who was quickly eliminated as a suspect uh she said she had some small concerns about potentially being a physician's wife and a mother while still young to one person, but her diary entries don't show anything stating more than that or that she felt uncomfortable in the eight weeks she was enrolled at Penn state. So yeah, she was there for two months that's and crazy. was murdered
1: and died. murdered. Yeah. Like
0: it's, Oh, that just, that just sucks. Like that's awful. Like, she's been to college, like, three times, and then she gets to this last one, and two months later, she's gone.
1: Where she wasn't even going to go. Yeah. Or be at.
0: Or be at. But her boyfriend was like, mm. And so she went for him. Oh, gosh. Anyway, this is why you don't do stuff like this. Not, not saying it, like, because you'll get murdered. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, do what you want.
1: And And you still could get murdered, but...
0: (laughs) You could still get murdered doing what you want, but don't Do what you want. That's
1: the point. Do what you want.
0: Do what you want. Don't let people stop you from doing what you want. You do what you want to do. Period. Okay. That's my... I'm off my soapbox now. (laughs) So...
1: And if you... (laughs) (laughs) not, And... And if you do not do what you want to do, that's on you. (laughs)
0: Boo-boo. Don't be, don't be blaming everybody else because you didn't do it.
1: Because we warned Joey. (laughs) We warned you. We warned you. We
0: told you. You heard it right here. So there have been lots of theories. Um, Some say that she may have stumbled upon a same-sex encounter, Mm. an exhibitionist, Mm. a gay flasher, or a man engaging in masturbation and was murdered to keep her silent. That's so nasty. Yeah, well, just wait. Investigator Michael Mutch believes the same-sex encounter could be the motive. He thinks she recognized one or both of the men, and one of them killed her. Back then, if you were caught or accused of committing acts with the same sex at Penn State, you could be expelled from the school. Which I'm like, okay, but y'all didn't expel that one guy anyway. Well, he don't
1: think much, does he? It was like, what? What? I said, he don't think much, does he? What do you mean? His last name's Mudge. Oh my God. I forgot. I I was like, do what? I can't. Um, I can't. (laughs) He. (laughs) So. I don't even know.
0: He thinks, uh, he thinks she was recognized, yeah, and was killed. Because, yeah, like you just get expelled, you get kicked out, and you'd be ridiculed. You'd be ridiculed, and any plans of a career would be destroyed like mm-hmm. it would just ruin your life if someone caught you doing something with the same sex and everything yeah. is awful so but betsy was really chill and i feel like she wouldn't have cared yeah like so if they if that's the case well people they,
1: have i mean she may not have been chill because people just it may just be what people portray her to be but really do <laughs> I, was like, I was like being ratchet
0: she was liberal <laughs> Like, more liberal ideas. I'm like, if she... I mean, back then, it was so taboo. I mean, who knows? Yeah. But, you know, I'm like, if they knew her, they may... If they had known who she was, they would have known that she probably would have been chill about it. But...
1: But do you really? I'm kidding.
0: But anyway, (laughs) so... Yeah, so a few aisles. This is where I was like, just wait, because it's going to get worse. Oh, yeah. Nasty. So a few hours from where Betsy was murdered in a section of the core used to store desks and spare shelves. Uh, they found a desk with seat pulled out. Oh, uh-huh. Mm-mm. There was a half empty soda and a small stack of heterosexual and homosexual porn magazines. Some dated as recently as October and from November as well. So like, these are not old. Yeah. These are freshly bought
1: porno porno. Mag- <laughs> porn, <laughs> porn <laughs> magazines.
0: Uh, so there were more than 24 magazines found hidden behind books in the aisle where she was murdered and traces of semen Ew. were discovered Ew. in multiple Ew. locations on the floor, Blech. shelves and walls, Like,
1: which is just like, can you not clean up after yourself? If you want to do all that in the library, okay, whatever, do it, but clean your mess up. Well,
0: they did, because you couldn't see it everywhere, but they, once you started looking, it's just like splashing safari in well, get there. Well, like, get some
1: Clorox wipes. Well, they probably didn't have them back <laughs> then,
0: <laughs> but like, get them nap- Anyway, we talking too much about it. <laughs> hey, just, long story short, get you a napkin. All right, get thank you, good night. Thank you, good get night. Get socks, something, like... <laughs> get, please, anything. Just stop. Stop spreading I it mean, everywhere, you nastiness. I just
1: just got excited Like you planned it Like have a good execution Well we can't go to the splash park now We're going going today I can't Splash zone So Um,
0: (laughs) They said it was Practically everywhere These discoveries led investigators To conclude Secluded areas of the stacks Were used to get freaky Uh, Partial fingerprints were found on a can of soda But they didn't match any in the police databases And the other fingerprints on the magazines Were smudged so they couldn't be used
1: I bet all them were happy (laughs) They're like (laughs) like, We
0: almost Like I didn't kill her but They almost got us Almost got us So Investigators considered other theories as well Like a jealous lover Maybe she had seen a drug deal And they killed her to keep her silent or oh, this ratchet one had an unsettled drug debt, oh. but everyone told the authorities Betsy never used drugs. She only smoked and drank on occasion. They had several leads they looked into, and hundreds, 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 hundreds of witnesses. I got hundreds and
1: hundreds and hundreds <laughs> out here. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know what that was.
0: I don't either. I don't know the song. It's
1: not popping up in my I head. I don't think it's a song. Oh, oh, you just I was made just it up? making up stuff. <laughs>
0: It's a song now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, hundreds of witnesses they interviewed over the years, all these people, but no one was arrested for her murder. The case went cold. The Pennsylvania State Police did their best to get new leads. And even the president of the university at the time, Eric Walker, conducted his own private investigation into Betsy's death. Uh, The state police are still seeking information on her case. But the records are sealed under the state's Open Records Act, so the public can't help solve the case
1: looking on their own.
0: Ratchet, why are they sealed? I don't know. It's just that act that they've got. Uh, I was going
1: to be like, it's very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Nope, it's just one of those things that are
0: sealed. I guess, so if somebody, so there's information that's, Left in there in case they need to use it. Mm-hmm. Like that they don't want the public to know. You know how they do yeah, that sometimes. I mean, that makes sense. But I'm like, it's been so.
1: Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes.
0: Excuse me. But I'm like, it's been so long. But anywho, so here are a few of the suspected suspects. Yeah, the suspected suspects.
1: The of murdering death
0: Suspect number one. William Spencer.
1: William Spencer.
0: He was a forty year old sculptor. Like Spitz.
1: Like Sir? No, like Spencer.
0: Like Spencer. Okay. Um
1: Spencer was to school with him.
0: Yeah. Like I was Spencer. gonna say that, but I was like, well, we can't say his full name on here. Oh
1: well, he don't know what he got his own <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, so William Spencer. He's a forty year old sculptor who relocated to Pennsylvania from Boston with his second wife. Right after Betsy was murdered. I just clicked my nails. Um, sorry. In May of 1960, he co-founded the Cafe Lena, which is the oldest continually running coffee shop in the United States. Ah, and Michigan? Uh, Boston.
1: Oh, I was about to say Aunt Kelly gonna take us I to the coffee know. shop. It's, it's,
0: in, it's in Boston. Well, it may not... No, no, no. No, if I keep reading. Okay. In Saratoga Springs, New York. New York. He continually running coffee shop in the U.S. with his first wife mm-hmm. in Saratoga Springs. So, that's where... The, so, Cafe Lena, Saratoga Cafe Springs. Oldest, Cafe continuing running coffee shop in the U.S. Yeah. Cafe DuMont. Cafe DuMont. We du love Long. you. We
1: love you. We miss New Orleans. We do. Ooh, we're getting so sidetracked. Joe asked me today, well, you and Deja gonna go to New Orleans again? <laughs> Not right now. So we were going to go next year, but I don't think we're going to now. Sad day.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyway. We'll come back. I'll be back one day. <laughs> we'll be back. So <laughs> hmm. so then, after starting this... <coughs> I'm probably not going to be able to travel ever again. <laughs> oh, stop- <laughs> well. Oh, my God. That'll be all right. Stop, stop it. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. So the second wife and him moved to pennsylvania and started teaching sculpture i was like sculptor sculpture at a local college while his wife studied for her phd so like they get this coffee shop running then they move Mm. now they're in pennsylvania he was originally reported to the police after he allegedly confessed to killing that girl in the library at a faculty Christmas Ratchet. party in 1969. I know. And this is... What's his name again? Okay, so his name is William Spencer.
1: Oh, okay. the Spencer guy.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, so he... Yeah, it's like... I killed that girl in the library. At the Christmas party. At the faculty at the Christmas party. At the faculty Christmas party. What? 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 So, anyway... They started questioning him in early 1970. Uh, According to Spencer, he and Betsy knew each other and he paid her to pose nude for his sculpting classes to earn extra cash. He had been in the level two core stacks at the time of her murder and apparently seen the murderer. He said the killer was wearing an overcoat and offered and ended up making a bust of the man he believed to be the killer for investigators. The police didn't believe him since he and his second wife moved to the state just weeks before her murder, leaving little time for him to get to know her at all. Uh, They could never confirm if she had modeled nude, and it was denied by people who knew Betsy because she was a prude young woman, as they said. They're like, no, Mm. she too. She's a prude. Like, she'd never do that. Which, like, you know. So all the other nudes, all the other nude models uh, for his classes had traveled f- to Penn State from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So it just wasn't adding up. Probably just lying. The next suspect is Larry Mar Maurer. I'm not sure how you say it, but either way, Larry Maurer. That's how I'm gonna say it.
1: I bet that's right. Mauer.
0: He met Betsy weeks before her death and took her for coffee at least once. There wasn't bad blood between the two that anyone knew of, and he was cleared as a potential suspect. No one knows if he passed or failed a polygraph test, but he was blonde, average height, and didn't wear glasses, which didn't match the description from the three eyewitnesses who saw a man running away from the library after the stabbing. And one of those witnesses was Larry's classmate. So, like,
1: oh, yeah. So
0: if it was Larry, he would be like, well, I saw Larry. running Mm -hmm. But they didn't. So, so probably sounds a little different now because I have my microphone on.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yay! <laughs>
0: I'm so mad. We always, what we do is we start out testing them both with the mics on and off so that we can make sure that everything's set up right. And what did I do? Oh, I, I you know, everything was cool. I didn't turn my mic back on. So, The last suspect, so at least we get to hear this really good, was Professor Richard Hafner. Ooh. Yeah. In 1969, he was a 25-year-old grad student at Penn State, so not a professor yet, but he will eventually become a professor.
1: Because he still has his life.
0: Yes. I was like, ooh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. (laughs) Um, Derek Sherwood, an author and investigative journalist. I
1: thought you were going to say Derek Shepard or something.
0: Derek Shepard. Okay. And like, I've already started out wrong. Derek Sherwood, an author and investigative journalist, David DeCock. So David DeCock is the investigative journalist. Derek Sherwood's the author.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Have both published books focusing on Betsy's murder and they think he is the killer. Oh. Richard Hafner. Richard was kind of awkward around people, but was well, but was well respected on campus. He was on his way to becoming a big name in the geology field. Uh, On the other hand, it was also known that he would take extreme measures to conceal the fact that he was gay. For example, in 1968, he went from Pennsylvania to Massachusetts to tell a girl he barely knew he loved her. He showed up at her apartment unannounced to tell her, and she slammed the door in his face. Oh, snap. Yeah. This girl later found out he had asked many students around her campus where she lived. (gasps) Creeper? Yeah, he's like, I'm just going around any. asking random people, like, you know where she lives? She's like, and they're like, yeah, she lives over there. Uh,
1: uh-uh. See, now, I'm going tell, tell you what.
0: Don't be telling people where if, I live.
1: Anybody know where I live and be listening and somebody ask you where I live? I don't care if you, if you know we best friends. Don't be telling them nothing because they may not know for a reason.
0: Yeah. You really got to be careful about stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, you really do. All jokes mm. aside, you really do. Yes, Lord. So he done came up there. Luckily, she just slammed the door in his face. And that was the end of it. she lived to see another day. Um, Richard lived across the courtyard from Betsy and was known for his erratic behavior, like random episodes of Mm -hmm. explosive anger and possibly stealing specimens from the university's rock and mineral collection. Mm -mm. Yeah. He was normally seen wearing khaki trousers and a sports coat and kept his brown hair short and neat.
1: Interesting.
0: Mm -hmm. Betsy had recently cut off their friendship before she died Mm. Yeah So, there's that Richard's name was mentioned to investigators days after the murder by Sharon, her roommate Mm -hmm. She said she may be She said she She said he may be someone they should talk to about the murder Because he had uh, visited the apartment more than once in the weeks before she was killed Right, yeah The police I just keep saying yeah After everything you I say I keep saying
1: ratchet <laughs> Ratchet yeah
0: Ratchet yeah, ratchet, yeah. <laughs> The police questioned him In early December And he admitted to being friends With Betsy In late October He also admitted Talking to her occasionally But said after one week She stopped their friendship Because she wanted to Stay committed to David Wright Which I'm like David Wright ain't trying To stay committed Nope But she was like You know what No
1: I'm sure he had Moved on very quickly After her death Mm -hmm. no i'm just um
0: (laughs) low down low down, dirty we're not slandering him no slander sorry oh
1: we're not i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) oh we're not we
0: want to keep our homes (laughs) we don't sue the fire out of us
1: no we ain't
0: no but you know we're just saying anyway richard said he had been eating in the student union building the night she was killed when he heard rumors of someone being murdered in the library he felt sick to his stomach finding out his former girlfriend had been the victim. And it's like, first of all, y'all were not together, but see, this is how that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Richard claims he didn't go to the library. He was going to the Dyke building. Hmm. Dyke building. It's D-E-I-K-E. So Richard said he was in that building to get research material, which is where books on geology were kept. The identicate image created by Jow and the desk clerk that never went to the media looked like Richard.
1: Jow's the guy that was with that girl, right? That done the Yeah,
0: that was okay. with Mary Lee. And Mary then Lee. he chased the guy out. Yes. Yeah. So
1: yeah. probably run because he done
0: it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. See? So oh,
1: chasing make it look like, you
0: know. Oh, you talking about Jao?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh. No, because Jow was with Mary Lee. Oh. Whenever the guy came up to him like and then they found the body,
1: up. I can't, cover up. she I can't.
0: In. Now we're saying, ja- no, you're going to find out. I mean, this has to be the guy cause he's just wait, just yeah. wait. So yeah, it looked like Richard, the sketch that didn't get released for whatever reason. And according to his studying schedule, after Betsy was murdered, he spent most of the two years after that studying off campus. So he probably like he used to study on campus then he stopped after she died Hmm. which could mean you know he just didn't want to go back there but
1: because someone was murdered
0: yeah well because his girl his girlfriend who was not his girlfriend (laughs) yeah so a few years later in august of 1975 two boys who worked in richard's family rock shop would accuse him of pedophilia His trial ended in a hung jury. All the jurors but one thought he was guilty, so he would have to be tried again. Uh, During the trial, he blurted out he passed a lie detector test, but Judge Anthony Apple had already said the test was inadmissible in court. So he cited Richard with contempt of court for talking about the test, and he was fined $500 and sentenced to a month in county prison. He served two weeks before the principal... The, princel, the Pennsylvania <laughs> Supreme Court ordered him to be released because he was appealing the contempt citation. He ended up winning that appeal and in March of 1979, the state Supreme Court ruled he couldn't be tried again because of double jeopardy. Uh
1: uh-uh.
0: Yeah, so he blurted that out, was like, I passed a lie detector test. He was like, eh, holding you in contempt, go to jail, do not pass go, do not collect $200. And then... <laughs> he's like they're like no that wasn't fair so then because he got released and all that double jeopardy kicked in so then he couldn't even be tried for gotcha. those two cases yeah and he ended up filing several lawsuits and was able to get his arrest and trial removed from his records wow. mm-hmm. so several years after betsy's murder lauren wright an acquaintance of richards no relation to david yeah. her ex or whatever well boyfriend at the time of her death said shortly after 6 pm on november 28th richard showed up at her house in a state of exhausted panic saying have you heard a girl i dated was murdered in the library and it's like again mm-hmm. here you go
1: girlfriend.
0: she's she's not your girlfriend sir a girl i dated? no you did not date her she was dating somebody but anyway he's just getting on my nerves talking about my girlfriend no like no so He talked to the Wrights for a while and then left their home. This story, Lauren Wright, contradicts Richard's official accounts of his whereabouts told to the investigators. Mm -hmm. But she didn't tell anybody until 1976 after her and Richard had an argument. So it's like, why are you just going to sit on something like that? But anyway, you know how people do. Mm -hmm. So they stayed friends, though, until Richard's death. Oh, he died? Mm-hmm. He died in March of two thousand two, in a hospital room, um, in the bathroom. His cause of death was a tear in his aorta, a tear in his aorta, which bled into his lungs, similar to how Betsy died.
1: Huh. Hmm.
0: So that could be. Well,
1: look at that. You know. Look at this. Look at that. Look at this. Look at that. Look at
0: this. Yeah, like that could be. You know, some karma coming back around. Could be. Like you literally died almost the same way way as your girlfriend if you want since you want to call her that (laughs) died yeah so i don't know so in 2009 one of richard's nephews reached out to Derek sherwood that author Mm -hmm. about a heated conversation he overheard between richard and his mother in 1975 who had known at this point you know his mom knew about the pedophile investigation Mm -hmm. and all that stuff and the nephew said the conversation was after he had been arrested and charged with molesting, you know, the two boys. Mm-hmm. And his mom, Richard's mom, said she was worried that the police thought he killed that girl at Penn State. She was mad that he had the police's attention with the molestation charges after all she did to protect him the last time, a.k.a. Betsy's murder. Richard's nephew believes Richard confessed to his mother because the argument ended with her scolding him saying you killed that girl and now you're killing me
1: that's crazy
0: yeah like she's like I'm tired you keep on doing this stuff like you done killed her and now you're gonna kill me like you got the molestation you done murdered that girl in the library
1: I'm gonna tell you right now if I had a kid and he ended up, or she ended up being a murderer. I turned her, I turned them <laughs> in so quick. Like you want to live a life like that? Well, guess what? You are going to jail, sis, and, getting, and get the consequences. And you're
0: not getting any commentary from care
1: me. If my child or not. I'm not. Mm-mm. No, if you murder because somebody, at the end of the day, God's our judge, and I'm not having that on my <laughs> hands. You're <laughs> like <laughs> I'm. Wa- I'm washing my hands from it. Like Lord, I, you I'm ain't marching. taking
0: me down with you. <laughs> I love you, you but go, go on <laughs> on. I ain't gonna see you. That's y'all not true. I you was, don't ever know. But I I knew saying.
1: I was strong when he put this that kid in my womb. Cause who?
0: <laughs> like he go. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh.
0: <laughs> I can't. I can't let you take me down with you. I gotta gotta pry your fingers no, off. it me. ain't no.
1: I can't. It's I ain't. <laughs> I, ain't <you laughs> I ain't. I won't ain't taking me down.
0: I can't. I you won't.
1: Yourself down because you done it, not me.
0: <laughs> I'm leaving. I gotta. This is where I leave. I, or you. my
1: brother and my sister. Sorry, br- sorry, bro. Sorry, sis. Like, sorry, sis.
0: Can't help you. But gotta turn you I'm in. I'm calling
1: nine one one right now, and you ain't going nowhere. Just, just, just. Do do what do you doing? It nothing. Just
0: putting the phone up. And like, what happened?
1: Like, looking around. Like, what did you do? They're like, well, you, you laid gotta me. go. You laid in the bed. You gotta make it. So I can't. I can't. I can't. So,
0: so then how I'm wrapping it up is about. You know, Betsy and stuff, because this was just a mess. This is a mess. So, Betsy Ardsma was laid to rest on December 3rd, 1969. She was buried in her family's plot within Pilgrim Home Cemetery in her hometown of Holland, Michigan, with a single rose from her boyfriend placed in her hands. So, I was like, okay, because you know, we've been feeling some type of way about him. But now I'm like, all right. Um, I guess. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I guess you were being sweet, so but Betsy had written David one last letter. He received it the day after her murder. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh Betsy's death played a huge role in the university police force being created at Penn State and brought awareness to colleges and universities around the country for imp It's the last sentence. Mm mm mm. This just going to make me fight it the whole way through. Okay, it's fine. And brought awareness to colleges and universities around the country for increased public safety for their faculty, staff, and students. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Like, back then there really wasn't campus security. Like,
1: yeah.
0: That's a big part. And oh, especially yeah. on a big campus like and that.
1: cameras and stuff.
0: Yeah, no cameras whatsoever. If there were cameras, we would have known exactly who did this.
1: I got cameras all around my house, every corner.
0: Mm hmm. Me too.
1: Let somebody. Let somebody. Because we going to see you. And it's funny because I probably shouldn't be saying this on here, but because, you know, they probably come tear them down or whatever, but <laughs> they're so camouflaged. Thank you. You know can't even
0: there. see them. You don't know where they're going to be. You
1: can't see them because you don't know where they at. I can't. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well. That is
0: the unsolved murder of Betsy. Boo. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: I hate unsolved cases.
0: Yes. So um, be sure to send us your questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, stories to a murders at gmail.com.
1: You can like us on Instagram and follow our pictures for each episode. Mm-hmm. So you can get like a visual of the victims of the rudeness that killed them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we have a Facebook page.
0: Oh, that's at a million murders. The oh, yeah. every everything's a million murders.
1: Everything's a million murders. But yeah,
0: we'll just um, wrap it up like that. Like that's everything's at a million murders. You can find it.
1: Uh, yeah, the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you haven't liked the page yet, go like the page. And you can also do suggestions and stuff on there, too. Just comment, make a post or whatever on there. It's no big deal. Yes. So.
0: So, the ending's going to sound a little different because now we're on our new mics and something happened to our ending. So. And this is an old recording, so. (laughs) Yeah, this is an old recording with new bits. It's, It's just a hybrid. So. Yes. We want to thank you all for tuning in.
1: We hope you come back for a million more. Bye. Bye.